0: Father, we're so thankful um, just for who you are and the chance to worship you today. Um, we just thank you for the summer and being able to take a break, God, from school and everything, and um, just pray that you would keep us safe in all things, God, and help us to just seek you um, and to stay disciplined, Father. And um, we pray for camp, and you would prepare the way for that, and that you would work in hearts, and we know you will, Father. Um, and we just pray for Dan right now as he speaks, that you would... Open up our hearts and our ears and our minds to hear what you have us to hear, God, and um, just speak to us directly in this time, Lord. And again, we thank you for all that you do for us every day. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good job, put together band. Did very well tonight. Appreciate it, y'all coming together like that. Who? Uh, what? What book are we in? Second Timothy. Who wrote the book? He wrote it too. Paul was in. In Rome, in prison. prison. Very. You're going to get that right one of these times? No, okay, you did good, you did good. Uh, and um, <clears throat> the title, we've got only two weeks left in this book, this week and next week. Uh, the title for this week is The Last Words of Paul, Part 1. You will never guess what next week's title is going to be. Don't say it. If you know it, you're just amazingly smart um so uh th- that's sort of where we're going to be now i want you to imagine with me for a sec. are you with me are you- i need you to be with me tonight now tonight we're gonna be looking at some scr- scripture to back some stuff up last week i had some stories about my dad with guns and threats and all that stuff right and me lying and being hit by a car sort of and so i, I don't have sort of all those stories here for this week but will you hang with me yes Yes, cuz this is very good. Yes, and if you if you, if you just said yes or thought it, then you're a liar if you don't. No, I'm kidding. Well, not really kidding, but okay. Imagine the year is 2016. I know that's hard to do. I, imagine that's the year. You are a Christian believer. Just imagine that you are. You're in the land, the country of Lib- Libya. And because of your Christian faith, you are being put to death by a group named ISIS. It's led by a man whose name is Abu Bakar al Baghdadi. I didn't stutter. I got it right. That, that's his name. He's led by this man, and he is the one who is trying to help push and propagate, sort of push and plan for all cr- 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 Christians. To to be killed, and he's killed many of them. Question for you. What are your thoughts? How do you feel about Abu Bakr of Baghdadi? What's your thoughts about him? Stupid. stupid name? Okay. Well, that's right. Yeah, you a dumb name. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. What else are your thoughts about him? What's that? So someone say something. Huh? Rude, rude. He just beheaded my friend. Sort of. I think that's a light way to put it. I would hope. Does it make you? Would it make you angry? Would this guy make you mad? Would you even have the urge? Let's say he was killing your your family, your brothers, and would you have the urge to take him out? I mean, some of you, some of you, it would go that way, right? You're protecting those that you love. Would it? Would it even possibly? You might even think that way. I mean, I, you go. Oh, kill no. Now, understand um all these things I've talked about, Christians, li- li- Libya, Isis, Abu, we'll call his name for short. Um those are all those are all real. Okay? Those are all real. What if God said to you, I want you to go talk to a uh, Abu and share my love and the gospel with him because I'm going to use him to do great things. How would you feel? Confused? Would that be hard to do? Man, it would be hard to do. Now, we're going to talk tonight. We're in the book of what? And who wrote the book? Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about Paul, about his backstory, because he all of a sudden, he's been writing all these things, and now all of a sudden where we're at, he starts to talk about himself some. But in order for us to understand what's going on, We've got to understand his background. but and So before his name was Paul, his name was Saul. Saul. And in Acts chapter 7, we learn about Saul. And Saul was a murderer of believers in Jesus Christ. He was a de- de- devout Jew who, who did it all right, but he helped to lead and persecute and impri- imprison believers in Jesus. The first martyr in Acts chapter Seven, whose name was was Stephen, first Christian mar- martyr, it says that he oversaw as they stoned him to death, and as as Stephen died, and as he forgave those that ki- that 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 killed him, it says Saul watched with an approving eye, like he was like yeah, we're getting this one. Now I want you to understand something: Saul and Abu aren't too far apart. In in this guy, you go ISIS. Well, you don't understand. I, Isis is bad. Saul, before he became Paul, was very, very bad. Very bad man. Very bad man. Okay? That's what it was. So, in Acts chapter 9, Jesus appears to to Saul on the road to Damascus. Yes, some of you have heard that story. He's on that road, and he says, "Um, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul says, who are you? And he says, I'm Jesus Christ. And at that point, Saul is bl- blinded. He can't see. And it says that, that, that Saul doesn't eat or drink for, for three days, and he's led around by those that he was with. He doesn't eat for three days. And it says that he prays for those th- th- three days. And in this time, God appears to a man named ananias and says this to him says um, well he says go find saul in a certain place and he tells him where saul will be and he says lay your hands on him and and he will regain his sight i want you to to, to do this ananias is a man who loved god and feared god now this is his response and you're like well why are we going through all this man this background is important because i can understand how this guy feels because if there's a guy who's been killing those that believe in Christ and those that I may love. And, and this is his response. It's a real-world response. It says, but Ananias answered. This is Acts chapter 9. I think we got on the screen. We verse 13. Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For And it says, verse 16, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. Very interesting line there. God says to him, go. And it says in the next text, as you read on, it says that he goes, he obeys the Lord, even though he's scared to do it, doesn't know what's going to happen. He's going to go help heal this man who has killed many that he may know and love and who is against him, and he still goes, even when he's afraid, we can we, we could stop there and go, Lord, help me be more like this guy. who Even when he's afraid, when you call him to do something, he goes and does it, even at risk to himself. Ananias did that. And I love the part, it says that he, he goes, he, he, he heals Paul. The Jews that are in the city, who knew Paul, get upset. They try to kill him. Paul's got to escape out of the city. And we read for the rest of his life, Paul is full out on mission for God for the rest of his life. Are you still with me? Yes, we are. Hang with me. Now, one thing I love in this verse, in a way, in it's twisted way, it says, he says to Ananias, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. Do you understand being a believer in Jesus Christ is a, a, a faithful be- believer in Christ. It's going to cost you you're going to suffer. It may not be fair. And you might go, well, this isn't a great way to grow a church. This is a great way to grow a youth group. This is the truth of the word. For, for the world to see who God is, it's going to cost you. So let's stand together as we're going to read our main text tonight in Second Tim, Tim, Timothy chapter 4, beginning in verse 6. We're just going to go through verse 8 tonight. Uh, and then next week, we'll finish out the rest of the book. And this is what it says. This is what Paul writes to Timothy, his son in the faith. He says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of of righteousness, which is the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Let's pray together one more time. Dear God, we thank you tonight for your word. I thank you for each one here. I thank you that even in that story that we just spoke about, that you show us that no matter what we've done, you are bigger. Your forgiveness is bigger. Your grace is bigger. Uh, We cannot out-sin you. uh, And we thank you for your love in spite of who we are. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all have a seat. We're we're gonna jump through a couple of these things real quick, Uh, and uh, I just want you to see because who Paul is and who how Paul lived is very important. Is what he's trying to tell. These are the some of the last words Paul has told Timothy. Some of the last things. Now, first thing he says in verse six: For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. If someone ever says this phrase to you, they're probably dying. Okay, he is saying clearly, I'm, "My life has been poured out. That means it, it's at the end. There's nothing left, and it's going to be time for me to depart." Now, the word "departure." There, I love this because when I heard what it meant, I immediately flashed to Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Who is, has seen that? Huh? I, some some of you are going, "Oh gosh!" At the end scene of of there, Frodo. Is saying goodbye to Sam. Sam doesn't know Frodo about to leave. And he's about to get on what? A boat, a boat and go where? The what? The, the Grey Havens, which is after this life. It's, it's beyond this life. He, you, once you go there, you cannot come back. And the departure there, that word where he says, my time of my depart, departure has come, it, it's, it's a picture of a ship. That's being pushed off, and you're going peacefully to this new place that is 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 a great place to go. So that Lord of the Rings thing, it sort of fits, right? I mean, it's sort of sad, you know, Sam, Frodo, oh, don't get me started. Uh, uh, so, so Paul just says right there, hey, I am dying. My time is it, it has come. And it, so, so it's, it's a very he hasn't said a. St- Statement this firm the whole time. So he sort of lets him know this is, I know the end is near. We don't know if a date has been set, if a time has been set. There could have been a death, death sentence that has been placed upon him, and he just doesn't know when that's going to come. But he knows he's probably never going to leave this jail. So this is going to be his his last last stand. And then it says this verse 7 I fought the good fight. Paul talking about himself. I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. A goal you we all should have for our life is this. When we get to the end, wherever that comes, we can say, hey, you know what? Lord, I've tried. Fight the good fight. I've finished the race, and I've kept the faith. Now, what does that, that thing? There's three, three three things that Paul did here that we need to think about what we want to be up First, he fought. Now, in 2 Corinthians, we're going to jump around on some scripture because I want you to Understand what Paul fought through. He said, "I fought the good fight." Second Corinthians chapter eleven, beginning at verse twenty-three. Look on the screens. It's, it said, "says this: Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I'm talking like a madman with far greater labors, far more impri- imprisonments, with countless beatings, often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Has anybody had?" Any type of life that that was like this that you know of, he's already just only to the point where he's beaten with stones. You're like going, dude, Paul had it rough. And then he says, three times I was shipwrecked. I think if I was shipwrecked once, I wouldn't get back on a boat. That's just me. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. No boat for me. Thank you. On frequent journeys. Journeys in dangers from r- 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 rivers, danger from ro- ro- robbers, danger from my own pe- people. They turned against him many times. Danger from the Gentiles. What's a gen- gen- Gentile? A non-Jew. Very good. Danger in the city, danger in the wil- 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 wilderness, da- danger at sea. Danger from false brothers and toil and hardship through many a sleepless night and hunger and thirst, often without food and cold and exposure. And apart from all from other things, there's the daily pressure on me of my anxiety, my stress for all the churches. Did Paul have an easy life? My goodness, he did not have an easy life. Paul had to fight for everything. Do you think when... You know, he didn't even talk about it, and I was bitten by a snake, and they thought I was going to swell up and die. He, he, he leaves a lot out of this. Do we understand how hard he, he fought the good fight? Would we agree? We'd go, yeah, from what I've read of Scripture and learned about Paul, he fought the good fight, right? So what does it take for us to fight the good fight? What does that mean? It, it means, in essence, when, when storms come and bad things come, I keep going for God. When it's not fair and things at home aren't going right, I keep going for God. When my friends who I trusted and I had so much trust in and, and my, my worth was found in them and that fails, I'm going to keep going for God. He, he fought the good fight. We have to learn to fight the good fight. The next line there, he says this, I fought the good fight, I finished the race. There are Two things that you can do to not finish a race. One, quit. Right? I was did a marathon six years ago. Okay? The Disney Marathon. At that time, I, 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 I'm not like, like skinny Dan, but I was much bigger Dan at the time. I was uh, not 199 and a half Dan. I was 237 and a half Dan. Okay? And a friend of mine... Long story short, I didn't train a whole lot. He asked me to go because someone that he knew real well had passed away right before it, and I I ran the race with him. 26.2 miles (laughs) at 237 pounds with not a whole lot of exercise. And can I tell you, at mile 16, I wanted to take my shoes off, suck my thumb, and pick my nose all at the same same time and just quit right there. I just wanted to quit. And for the next 10 miles, it was horrific. I just didn't want to finish. I didn't didn't care. And somehow, finally, after a while, when an 87-year-old man ran past me flying, I finally, you know, pride got in the way, and I got back up and ran. I didn't really go down, but in my mind, I was, you don't understand how much of a wall that I hit. You can get start a race and not finish it by quitting the race, and I think many people may even try to start this thing called. I Man, I'm going to try, I'm going to try Christianity out and see if it works out for me. And they they have a bad day. That didn't work quite like I planned. And you know, the girl I was going out with, she just didn't like me anymore. And so I figured God didn't love me, and so I I gave up on it. And that's not that's not faith at all, is it? You you never really got the faith. To begin with, if that's sort of where you're at. And he says that, he says, he doesn't say that I won the race, right? He says, I finished the race. You can quit the race or you can be disqualified in the race. Do you know, if, if you cheat, if you, if, if I had run and gotten a cab for 18 of those miles, which I should have done, um, that would have been, I would have been disqualified. I would not have finished the race. If, if we think back, because I know y'all are so, um, enthralled by what I've preached in 2 Tim- Tim- Timothy through the past few months. In 2 Timothy 2, 5, it says an athlete is not crowned. He doesn't receive the crown unless he competes by the rules. That's what he's talking about, the farmer, the soldier. But he says the athlete, he says you don't get that crown unless you compete by the rules. So you, you can either quit to not finish or you can cheat or, or go outside the lines and, be, and not finish the race. We act like Paul was an extraordinary man, an amazing man, and he was, but we sometimes forget he had extraordinary issues in his life. What, what I just read about, right? Almost stoned to death. He was left for dead. You know, He was hit with rocks by a bunch of folks until they thought he was dead, and it dragged outside the city and just left for dead. And then once they leave, he gets up and he, he walks away. You're like, whoa, he must have looked nasty. But he, you know, who knows? He's shipwrecked. He has all this stuff. And in the midst of that, he didn't quit. He finished the race. Man, that's what I want to be about. You go, well, I'm young. I've got a lot of life to live. We don't know how much life to live. Through the through the weekend and everything from Orlando and stuff that's occurred, man, we don't know how much we have to live. And I, I hate to say it, though. It's the saddest things that occurred down south this week. There's a lot of things. And you go, dear Lord, we don't know what we have. Let me, whatever... Wherever my race ends, let me finish it. Finish it well. That's what I want to be about. And even Paul says this, and this is one of my favorite verses in Scripture. In 2 Corinthians ch- ch- chapter 12, it, it says this. I think I've got that right. It says this. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations or the great things that God was doing in my life, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me. Keep me from coming, becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul says this. He says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so, th- so that the power of Christ may rest in me. Therefore, I will boast more proudly about my weaknesses. Right? so that the power of Christ may rest on me. And it says, For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insult, hardship, persecution, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul understood it. Even when man, it's, it's hard, I want to quit. I'm just not good at this. I'm not really built to, to do this. I can't share my faith. It just comes out funny. Uh, it's just hard to live this out. Paul says, Whatever disability or issue that you have, let your weakness be your strength, and understand it gives God more glory when you live for Him, when you you fight for Him. The last thing He says, He says, um, "I've fought the good fight, I've I've have finished the race." And He says, "I've kept the." You'll know it, faith. Sort of a verse that's pretty well known. I've kept the faith, and if you read on, you sort of see what He's talking about. He says henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which is the Lord, the right, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. He, Paul fought, right? He finished, and he kept faith. He kept. What was his faith in? His faith was in this, and can I tell you all this? Whatever you live in right now, this world, however it feels and however it affects you from day to day, week to week, whatever home you're in, School you're in, whether you're homeschooled or public schooled or whatever, can I tell you this? It is not the end all. It is not the end all. This is a temporary place. As a believer in in Jesus Christ, we understand this is temporary. We live this life, and then there's eternity with God. That's something we cannot grasp. But Paul got it. He says, "Man, I've kept the faith." How do you think he got through the suffering? The being stoned, being beaten, being mocked, being about to be killed in so many ways and still keep going. How did he do it? Because he had faith. That what? That eternity was there. There's laid up for me the crown of righteousness. Uh, You know, he's the athlete who doesn't break the rules is the one who gets the crown. He said, man, I've gone for it. I've I've done what I was called to you. Too, I do. It's it, it's interesting, and and uh, so so what what do we do, man? We 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 we, we fight the good fight. That's what we do, radio. Right? We 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 plan to finish this race strong. How do we finish? We don't quit, even when we're. I mean, this this is hard. Don't quit, and we keep the faith. We look ahead to what's ahead, even when it looks bad here. Look ahead because God has such a great plan. In Second Tim. T- Timothy 6, 11, and 12. I don't think I've... Do I I have that on screen? I don't have it. Hear what it says. It says this, but you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue all this bad stuff he just spoke about. And he says this, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Verse 12 says this, fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight that 's what we 're called to do the, the, and, and don 't miss this you know it 's interesting because some will say, man, all of a sudden paul 's talked here, he sort of boasts about himself, but if you look at the scrip- scripture we 've looked at, he always points it back to God, everything he 's like where, where I did all this, I did all this, but then he points it back to but my my God has done so much more for me that 's how i 've done all this that 's how we do this life that 's how how we boast we you know, God is the one who 's gotten me this far, my weakness. Y'all heard me speak. Dear Lord, I can't say my name at times. I can't. It drives me nuts. Inside I'm like going, Are you kidding me? But personally I understand that that verse in just in my own life because if I did not have my stutter, I think I would be a jerk. I would be so full of myself. And it keeps me in check, humble. When you can't say your own name or say the word and, who gets stuck on the word and? No one should. It it brings me down on a level just going, Oh. But when I'm weak, then he is strong. When I go, okay, God, I cannot do this on my own, he says, that's right, you can't. Let's do it. Let me do it. And that's how we live our life. You go, man, I just can't. I'm not good at talking to people. I understand that. I understand the fear that's there. But do you know what? To be a light in a dark world, you've got to talk to people. You've got to be friendly. You've got to be kind. You've got to step on that limb. You've got to take a chance. You go, but I'm not good at it. Good, I'm glad you're not good at it. Because when you are weak, then he is strong. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank, thank you so much just for some, some, some truth tonight, just some, the life of Paul. Uh, just understand that we call it the fight the good fight. Lord, help us, each one in this room, just to finish this race wherever it ends. Finish strong, finish well. And Lord, help us to keep the faith, uh, to know how big you are, how mighty you are, how loving you are, uh, and how gracious you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, don't forget, if you're still not signed up for camp, Atlanta Fest be here at noon or before, meeting at the front of the church for that, and pack in a bag that can squish. We're dismissed. Squish.